big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week here at Fill in the Blank Podcast. Hi, Ayana. Hi, Kayla. How are you? I'm good. Good. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you? I'm great. That's great. <laughs> Guys, today we have a very special guest. We have Chris of Chicago pew, pew, French pew. Press and many other things, but we'll get into that soon. First, we're going to just talk about how we're feeling. And I know that you guys probably hear that my voice is all the way jacked up. Um, and that's because Beyonce was in Chicago. She graced us with her presence. And, I mean, Chris, how did you enjoy it? Because I know you were there. You went twice. I'm feeling heated. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. I was trying so hard to convince Ayana to come, and she just would not. I was very anti I don't know why. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but the, it's just the feeling, the vibe, the mood. It was just everything. Literally, when she came out, Ariel looked at me. She was like, I think I'm going to cry. I was like, <laughs> I feel emotional, too. Like, I feel emotional. It took me back. Like, dangerously in love? What? Flaws and all? She came out there talking about she love us. We like, girl, we love, love you. you. What? Oh yes. God. So, it was an amazing, amazing show. I'm definitely still on a high. I'm like, I've been recovering for the entire weekend. Just I, might need, to... I might need a hip replacement. Look, <laughs> my whole body is aching. I mean, you went twice. Yeah. So like, I would, I would imagine. So I'm surprised you're still like kicking it right now. I feel like I would need like two days to recover. Look, this is exciting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only this today. And you got to see Blue, which mm -hmm. I'm just so sad about that Blue did not come the first night. Aww. She killed it. I know. I saw the videos. I was low key salty. I was scrolling past them like, <laughs> I don't want to see this. I'm mad. <laughs> But yeah, she did a great good job. Yeah, she did a bomb job. It's like I don't want her to feel like the pressure of, mm. you know, leaning into being the next Beyonce, but she got it in her yeah. though. She, she really I does. can see I did see a certain video though and she was doing like the facials and stuff like she was looking like I'm eating this up. Eating. Like what? what? I'm Blue Ivy Carter. Like it's giving I'm my own person and this is just my mother that birthed me like right. oh Beyonce. Okay. I love that. that girl. I can't Slight work. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to see her develop. Yeah, you I know. can't wait too. I'm really excited to see what she decides to do. Yeah, like all the all the uh, kids of the celebrities, like her and Northwest mm -hmm. and the all greatest. them. Yes, I'm just waiting to see how Who that's gonna, gonna pan out. Blossom. Yes, they yeah. will. That's amazing. Yeah. But anyways, I want us to get into talking about you. So I just want to give you the opportunity to share a little bit about who you are, um, what people should know you as and by, and all of that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for inviting me, you all. Of course. Um, so my background, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, Memphis. 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 I'm from Memphis. <laughs> Look, Southerner at heart, Southern Belle at heart. Um, but I obviously love the big city, mm -hmm. and I started my career in New York, actually. Really? After I graduated yeah. Howard, I started on Wall Street. Oh, Howard? Did, yes, whoop, whoop, <laughs> H-U. Um, but did that 
uh, did finance for like three and a half years. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur the whole time, mm. but I, I knew I also need the experience and yeah. just to be able to learn. I'm a, a constant learner of life and people and to be able to then take that and bring it back, that type of structure to my own entity was yes. really what I was looking for. And so I then, while I was in banking, I started a marketing agency, integrated marketing agency. This is so random, but what I saw was that a lot of my friends were starting their own businesses. This was 2010. Mm -hmm. And no one had like a place, a one-stop shop to get their logo, to get their videos, mm -hmm. their all their campaigns. And so I was just innately, I think, um, not only interested and passionate about providing these type of quality services for black owned businesses, but I also saw just the need. Yeah. And anything that I do, it's like, what do the people need and yeah. how can I deliver yes. in a way that also benefits me too? That's so, a way to create a lasting business as well. Yes. By knowing that where those two things the intersect. That's yeah. the intersection. Yeah. It's like your passion, what you really enjoy mm -hmm. and what is really needed in mm -hmm. the world. How do we bring this to life? And then the demand of that is what really, but at that time, I didn't know that, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just dibbling and dab dabbling, trial and error with others. And then I got all these great opportunities. I got a chance to work with BMW um, for like a, a long slew of events, like 10 events all around the country where I recognized recognize women and empower them through this brunch series. Oh, nice. I started a, a magazine called Made, had Kiki Palmer on the Come cover. On, Kiki. Had, who, who else is on the cover? Will Packer, um, Adrian Balon, oh, just wow. all types of people. And so I was doing this at like 23, 24, 25. Oh, wow. How did it feel for you to be doing something that a lot of people will probably feel like this is unreachable and you're young in your prime and you're just like hitting it. It was, it was thrilling because it, it was like, I took a chance on an idea on something that no one knew about. Yeah. And all I did was ask. Yeah. And I realized like, especially with the celebrity world, people think people are so unattainable. Mm -hmm. Like you can't touch them. And once they saw that I had a quality product, where is May Magazine? It's somewhere in here. They saw the product and they said, yes, I want to be a part of that. And it was a oh, simple, there oh, there we go. <laughs> so this was Will. So oh y'all know Will Packer is that guy, yeah. you know, and, and it was great to get, this was what, in 2000, I think. 16. Yeah. December 2016. Wow. That is so cool. And we, Brandy was our first yeah, cover. Yes, it feels so nice too. And that's the point. It was wow. like whatever I was doing, just it had to be quality. I yeah. feel it. Because it reflected who I was and what mm -hmm. I wanted and what I wanted to see in the world around content. Like I didn't want to just read gossip. I really, yes. if you look in this book, you stuff is still relevant today around personal development. What do we, what are the tools that we need to succeed yes. and Wait, make it? When was this? This was 2016. So we're going to do a reboot look, of this very soon. No, you, you should. Because the thing about it is yeah. you have to think about it in 2016. That's like an untapped mm -hmm. market. People mm -hmm. were not talking about, personal development not and all, all of that not stuff yet. in 2016 not we, we hadn't been through anything no as, as a world like yeah. as a people yet like not how the what the pandemic yeah. did to us so i think i was a little early but um but still it got me a chance to really network and show what i was capable of not only to other people but for myself yes and that's really what it is is about being able to prove to yourself yeah. mm -hmm. and keep those promises and keep those deadlines yeah. and we're publishing four magazines a year let's do this let's do these events and it was a great time but 
um, I hadn't find a, found a way to monetize it. Yeah. Okay. And through, you know, it's advertising and, you know, sponsorships. That's a whole different ballgame. I'm sure you all know. Yeah. <laughs> My so, God. <laughs> so I was like, let me just put yeah. this on pause until I'm able to really have the resources to do this in the right way. Mm-hmm. And let's pivot to an idea that I feel like people need again yeah. is needed in the market. And I also really love myself. And I, I was 25, and I hit that point, that midlife, not midlife, like what quarter it's life quarter crisis, life, yeah. where I'm like, what am I gonna do next? It's I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. I hit a, I hit a plateau. Like, what is, what is it? And mm-hmm. so I went to LA. That's mm-hmm. where I go mm-hmm. when you know you just want to clear your mind. And I have a really good friend there, and he took me to this cafe that served French press, mm-hmm. and I never had the french press before i never even drank it but i was an instant coffee girl like just just like low low grade coffee it was really just to keep me awake and when i had that french press honey oh it changed your life it was just this rich robust i had never had it before and i was like oh no 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 because i had already had the idea to come up with some type of flavored coffee that Mm. was natural but i wasn't quite sure like what it was you know you have this idea you're like eh and You're so, like, I don't know how to really jump that. into that. Right, like, I don't is know anything about coffee. Yeah. I'm like, eh. And then the French press was there, and it was it was just everything came together, and it was like Chicago French press. I can bring these coffee beans, source them from women-owned farms, mm-hmm. because that was the thing, too, is I wanted whatever I do did at the time to be significant and have that impact. Yeah. Yes. And so I started blending the beans with, like, cocoa and pecans and and coconut shavings to create this taste that was really authentic and genuine and i felt like people would really enjoy this because mm-hmm. i know i did yeah so that's how it started just this idea and i said i was going to create 10 blends and every blend was going to be connected to a nonprofit or a cause and that's so that the, it was cute but the issue was like okay like if you like red velvet and the cause was let's just say breast cancer yeah you couldn't you couldn't mix the bag so it was ah, like okay, okay why don't we just say five percent of the proceeds from all bad so benefit nonprofit organizations that i could select and yes. choose so you know from then on we started we um we were put, uh, distributed got distributed put in target stores qvc mm-hmm. Um, got our own brick and mortar. We're opening up a second one in two weeks. So God has really just, I would have never imagined that this is what he would have so quickly. Yes. And so when things just kind of fell into place and I stopped thinking about what I was going to do, yeah. I just kind of just flowed with it. I'm Man. like, okay, just take take me and I'm going to do whatever it is that you had me do. That's the part right there. I actually just had this conversation with Asia not too long ago about that release and that surrender Mm. of just not trying to have so much control over what's going to happen next. Like, and you think that it's you trying to be like in purpose or trying to find the right way, but that's you still being in control because you're still of the mind that it has to look this way and it has to be this certain thing. But when you just release and you allow yourself to just go like there are so many experiences that are cultivated out out of things that you would never think are your thing or or it doesn't look like the way that you thought it would look and it sounds like that's what happened with you considering that you didn't think you were going to be in coffee and now you have chicago french press right and and what i realized is that like i prayed 
for something and I was giving it, mm-hmm. giving, giving it, but I wasn't clear on how, what those steps would look yeah. like. So it was really, the surrender part was still knowing and having the faith that I know God got me. Yeah. I have no question all of the amazing things that he's about to do. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at it like that and you're able to just kind of step into the unfolding of it mm-hmm. all, like I'm just excited to see how how this is going to come to I have no doubt in it. Yeah. I just don't know what it looks like. It starts to get fun and yeah. it starts to get more playful yeah. than just feeling like the pressure like, oh, what mm-hmm. is going to happen next? It's yeah. like, Instead I ain't worried. So I'm really yeah. actually not worried. I mean, I should be, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen unfold. for you. That's yeah. where I struggle. I know I, I, in some sense, I do want to be in control, but at the same time, I don't know what I'm supposed to be in control of. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know how to get to step B. Like, I don't, so I get paralyzed. Yep. And, and I think I do need to work more on my faith of just like, just just do something. Just Yana, do just it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. But I get really paralyzed. I'm just like, uh-uh. It's also having the um, confidence that God gives us the gift of knowledge mm-hmm. and wisdom. And so when you trust in the fact that like, okay, I'm going to just put my best foot forward yeah. and everything that's supposed to unfold will unfold quite naturally yeah. how it's supposed to. Then yes. you can be in the surrender and have fun and not be so paralyzed by it because you're just like, I'm just going to do it. Bro, I, did. I still know how to do that. I was talking to someone the other day about like how I know that God exists and I, I know like the, the Holy Spirit is real because like when I do something bad, I feel that gut and say like, oh, that was bad. Mm-hmm. Like that was really bad. And I know I have faith that God will continue to make me the best person that I can be when it comes to my emotions and my mind. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to career stuff is where I'm like, <laughs> But see, that, that's the part, though, that I discovered is, like, it actually is the same thing. Yeah. It's literally the same thing. It's, like, the personal side literally, once that happens, because I was seeing that, like, I wasn't happy, yeah. like, in with myself yeah. for a really long time. And I was allowing, like, my ego mm-hmm. and just showing up in a funk yeah. Yeah. and then wondering why the business wasn't working out. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah, like you got to really feel good. And so it's like how, that's why I love our collaboration because it really is about feeling your best so that you can be your best Mm -hmm. to people. And then, you know, and those people being like your collaborators, your Mm -hmm. partners, your potentially employees. It's like, yeah, they have to like you and you have to like you. Yes. (laughs) That's so true. I want you to go a little bit more into like, because today we're talking about like that leap of faith when you decide to bet on yourself blindly without knowing and you decide to just jump in head first what was that I know that you said that when you were in LA and you tasted the coffee you were like okay this is it but aside from that like what was that moment like for you when you decided that you were going to bet on yourself again with another business after you already had this wonderful magazine and then you were like okay I got to transition a little bit yeah I think it wasn't a moment I really truly believe I've always betted on myself. Mm. I think from the very beginning, just because I knew from a very young age, I I had a lot of friends that passed away Mm. under 30. Wow. Yet, like, close, like. It's sobering. It really is. And to know, like, I'm not afraid of of dying. We're all going to pass. And and understanding that, yeah, this is a time game here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't wait. Yeah. What if tomorrow is 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 gone? Mm -hmm. And I've seen it 
with five good friends that have passed and it's like they had ideas yeah i remember talking to my friend from howard davon and he told me his ideas and what he wanted to do and they always say this little quote around there's more ideas in the graveyard yeah. that 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 go on you know unknown yeah. and so i just that has been like the reason why i wake up it's like if i don't do this then my legacy and who I am won't exist. Mm. And it's like that Beyonce song, like, you know, when she does leaving her foot in the sand or yes. whatever, it's like, I want to leave my mark here, yeah. you know? Be, she, and she so if this don't work, it's going to be something else. If, yeah. it, if that don't work, then it's going to be something else. Like until this thing works and really it, it can't be about me, it really has to be a, what God has for me. And I yes. think that coffee is about it being a conduit to so many other things yeah. Yeah. that like empowering women from all around the world it's not just here so that's why i just love whether it be coffee tea whatever the ability to have use a product that could touch people mm -hmm. in yeah. so many different ways yeah because yeah. people literally sit down and have coffee dates with people mm. I, the ideas that you're talking about come to life over mm. coffee oh over just that connection people yes. drink coffee every day writing books yeah oh, doing doing i saw it's like i could actually contribute to so many people just mm -hmm. by what they're drinking in the morning yeah you know and so many people say i want your subscription because i i can't drink any other coffee yeah. i need your i'm like thank you so much because i this that's why we created it yeah. so that it could actually help someone and it and it also serves as an inspiration for people too that they can like, yeah, like I did it from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a millennial. I'm a mom. I'm doing all this. We could do this too. You could do this too. And it and it sounds so cliche, but I think that as we get older and older and you start feeling like life is coming at you fast yeah. and things start feeling like I can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's too late. And it's like, no girl, yes, you can. You better get this bag. Let's put this on. Let's get this logo. Let's do mm -hmm. the things, you know? Yeah. What else do you use to kind of drive you aside from that that knowing that feeling of knowing like you know i have to leave my legacy because i think a lot of people struggle with that like it comes and i know it comes and goes in waves like yes. you'll have motivation and then you'll also just have consistency and dedication mm. so what are the other things that keep you consistent dedicated disciplined disciplined <laughs> it's yes. a mind it's it's definitely a mindset mm -hmm. it's 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 a just like you wake up and go to school and you're dedicated to doing your you go to work even when you don't want to yeah it's deciding to invest in yourself yeah and saying i'm the most important thing my ideas are more important than what someone else has invested in me whether that be a, a school you know you're putting your money in all these other places mm -hmm. what if some of that went into you yeah. yeah and and so i've always thought about that like I, I put everybody else in front of me. What about me? Yeah. You know, and it's like selfish, but it's like if you're not selfish with your time, then yeah, your time is going to be spent somewhere yeah. by other people. Yeah. So you have to be. I yeah. think that's something that I've learned as as I get older as well. Just the that time is so precious. Like who you give your time to, what you invest in, like with yourself in mm. your alone time. It's just such a precious thing that I think people don't necessarily understand. I think that, like you said, people get so bogged down with life and the way it moves and whatnot that it's just, I know I get like that sometimes. I just be in my bed like, well, <laughs> I'm about to be here and do nothing because yeah. that's what feels good. But then it's also the aspect, like you said, just that knowing in the back of your mind, you have ideas, things that you want to do, like 
what are you doing today to make sure that the thing that you want and the footprint that you want to leave is moving mm-hmm. yeah. forward? And mm-hmm. it's the people that are invested in oh, come you. On. Hello. I mean, that I part. think that outside of yourself, it really is like my parents, for instance. Um, I quit my job. Like, I was making six figures at 22. Wow. Any parent would be like, what the hell are you doing yes. girl like you better stay but my parents like no I believe in you You're, yes do oh, that quit, quit that job you can do it and you know like my husband everyone they've always been supportive and I think that that extra like just validation was what I needed to say okay I can do this yeah. and, and even when it wasn't there it's like yeah I have to be that cheerleader for myself yeah you, you still got to fill in the gaps and and not relying on other people but still appreciating that village that will be like if no if no one buys this i will you know yeah i like that has there been laws where it's with chicago french press because i know you talked about feeling like the magazine plateaued but was there moments with chicago french press that it lulled and it made you feel discouraged and you had to like power through that yes <laughs> it was the giggle yes, like, yes. of course of course i mean it happened all that happened before right before george floyd okay so um we were online hadn't mm-hmm. opened a store yet mm-hmm. and sales were low low like okay. and this is full-time like yeah. this is my full-time job so think about it, it's like this is how i'm eating this is how mm-hmm. i'm living and then it was like sales were like i think $300 a month, one wow. month. And I was like, I could not believe, you know, I'm pouring everything into this and it just wasn't popping off. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the moment when if you have Shopify, you'll get the little ding, ding, mm-hmm. ding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, somebody bought something and then they bought it again. And it was like, ding, 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 ding. And it, it just wouldn't stop. And I'm and so this happened. And I turned on the TV and George Floyd happened. And that is what prompted, you know, this whole ah. Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, they, people were Googling black owned businesses. Oh, wow. and, That's amazing. And I didn't realize that this is why it's so important when, when you don't realize that things are happening for you, yeah. for your good. What are you doing when you're waiting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I was waiting, I was still getting up 5 a.m. doing anything I could, like, SEO, you know, website, just doing little social media, just whatever I could to get the word out. And when the time came where Mm. people were ready to support Mm. Chicago, which was the first one, first one on the, on the search engine. So it was a really, it was a bittersweet time because I hated the fact that it happened because off the heels of someone dying like that, it was just ridiculous that that's the spark but it was also the spark that really was needed to see that, like, yes, we have to support black-owned businesses. Yeah. If, if we want to change the trajectory of what things look like, like, yes, it has to be intentional. So mm-hmm. um, that was a really um, pivotal time for us and for me personally. So it was like, yeah, get out of your pity party because mm-hmm. that's what I was in at that point. I'm like, what, you know, maybe I need to pivot again. Get out the pity party. Get your stuff together. I called my friend in L.A. to come open up the store. He oh came, opened the store up. We had a store in like two weeks. Wow. And then I was on QVC. It was like literally the the switch flipped like that. Because when it hits, it, it hits. When it hits, like, it hits. It reminds me of that story in the, in the Bible where someone got a little, well, 
God gave like a little bit to each person, but they had a little bit and they did a lot with that little bit that they had. And God was like, okay, I'm going to give you more. And that's what that reminds me of. Like you may not, things may not have been popping off then, but you were doing what you needed to do to show I'm ready for more. And then it blew up. Steward over the small things. Mm -hmm. I've always said that with my team, it's like, if we can do something small, Mm -hmm. excellently, then we can, we, we will attract bigger things yeah, that's right. and you don't want you also want to pace yourself you don't want everybody thinks that they want to be on Beyonce's mm-hmm. level look mm-hmm. her life and what what you're doing that that lifestyle is different so are you really ready mm. to to be successful to truly like lean into the success and what I didn't realize is that I wasn't really afraid of fear I was afraid of succeeding yeah I was afraid of like what my life would look like if I was busier yeah mm-hmm. I would have to get up earlier expectations it's like dang I'm kind of cool like I yeah. like just That's like this is good <laughs> right good here <laughs> right do I really want to be like right. oh, I've been over here long. <laughs> exactly. but but when you're called like that yeah. and and it's like okay okay God I'm I realize that work looks different Mm -hmm. and being able to accept that work it could be fun that's where the play comes in it's Mm -hmm. like this is my life yeah I'm getting up I'm doing this thing I'm I'm on tv I'm doing this and how can I use this platform to help others to see for me to just be a visual of what they could look like and so it just started to feel different for me but I still battle that is like the more the more the more and the burnout that I had back in the day it's like mm-hmm. I just don't want to be burned out yeah. again yes. yeah um but it's finding those coping mechanisms finding ways to still be able to manage and balance everything and still mm-hmm. feel good yes like, and that means going to sleep early for me oh yeah. no matter what that's a really I'm going good to one. sleep that's a good one I can't I, because I need to go to bed too that'd be my problem because I'm you go to sleep, whatever well right now since I'm not working it's literally whatever time and really? that's yes. what's not yes every every year during the summertime when I'm not working because I'm a night owl naturally oh, are you yes okay. I'm naturally a night owl I actually feel like I get things done better at nighttime yeah I'm not a morning person okay. I've I'm never been a morning opposite. person so I literally will stay up until like I could stay up to like two a.m. Really, three a.m. Yes. And so when do you wake up? I can't do that. Naturally, though, because of my work schedule, my body naturally wakes up around eight. So okay. that's the reason that's why I. Bad. But that's, that's why I need to go to bed early because it doesn't matter what time I yeah. go to sleep, I'm waking up at eight a.m. They also say that women need more sleep than than like men. I believe so we it. should be sleeping more because our brains are like multitasking. Yes, ah, all the time. Real. And then add sleeping. ADHD to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. My God, can you talk about how your husband has been a support in this in this process for you? Because oh, yeah, you're about to be married. Yeah, I'm about to be married. And I just think, and I see how it's happening now, like everything with the podcast and whatnot. I feel like that's a major thing where you have somebody by your side that can, they can literally either bring you up or tear you down. Yes. Depending on the type of partner that you have. Oh my gosh. It's the most important thing to choose the right person. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I I couldn't have chose the better person, seriously. Um, I met Derek in my transition. So mm-hmm. like when I was doing fame, made, he's, he's seen it all. Mm-hmm. And um, he he not only supported me with business, but my personal development. Like I'll tell y'all a story. I remember I was a broke entrepreneur mm-hmm. and he 
came home with some flowers, mm -hmm. like a big bouquet of flowers, right? Mm -hmm. No, I'm a broke entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, here's, here's, here's some flowers. You deserve them. And I got so upset because mm -hmm. I'm like, you see how broke I am? And you came to give me flowers? You're like, like you could have gave me give this me money. Give me this money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And these $100 money. flowers. Where this money? <laughs> and he was like, chill, chill. <laughs> I, I'm giving you these flowers because you deserve the 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 non-essentials yes to feel special to feel happy just because you don't have to do anything you don't have to work this. you don't have to work for this it's just because you are who you are hello and I'm like, that's that beautiful that's that I, I wasn't even thinking about myself like yeah. that mm -hmm. I'm thinking about paying these bills and mm -hmm. doing these things and to have somebody think on my behalf for me yeah yes. he's always doing that mm -hmm. and I just Feel, he fills me up when I'm depleted. I love that. And that's the part where it's like anticipating my needs, you know, and it's not like you're taking care of me because I can take care of myself and right. I don't want anybody to do that. Mm -hmm. But I also know that I can put myself to the side mm -hmm. and not even think about myself and, and put everybody in front of me. He sees that he can do the same thing. So mm -hmm. it's like me accepting that from him and me giving that to him because my love language is to give yeah. as well. So it's Aww. like, it's the reciprocation for you. Yes. That's so important. I love that. He's awesome. Oh, I love that so much. Um, so we we didn't fully introduce it. We kind of gave a little sprinkle about it earlier. <laughs> but we are I doing. Now it's like in your mind. <laughs> but we're doing a collaboration with Chris mm -hmm. to celebrate the one year of filling the blank. Um, by the time this episode comes out. It'll already be the one year that has passed and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we're doing a collaboration box with Chris, Chicago French Press. And I'm just really happy that we got to do it with you. Yeah. Because you helped us so much along the path to create this perfect blend and what it would be to represent us, I think, in the light that we want to be represented. Yeah, I mean, you all had the idea, and I feel like it's reflective of exactly what you wanted, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's bright, it's fun, it's flavorful, and you can kind of use it with both. You can use it in the morning just to kickstart your day, or mm -hmm. then at night when you're trying to, like, turn up a little yes. bit with a cocktail. Come on, versatility. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll love it. Yes. I'm excited for people to be able to try it out, and us for, to try it out as well, too, because I'm a tea person. Ayana's more I'm of a, a tea, tea person, person than me, but I was excited because of the versatility yes. aspect. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Like, that makes it fun yeah. and interesting. Like, okay. And still a wellness, you know, factor to it. Yes. So there's a lot of great benefits of tea, as you all know, mm -hmm. you know. And so to be able to, like, drink it, enjoy it, and it be a good, you know, health benefit is, is perfect. Yes. Yeah. But that also leads into what we talked about when we were sitting down and we had our initial meeting with you. But the power of collaboration. Yeah. And being in Chicago, because even though you're from Memphis, you've been here for so long that you're not as well. Yeah, Chicago. You're, you're a Chicagoan at this point. So, what has it been like for you since being here? You're from the South. I feel like in the South, people are always like nicer down there, more <laughs> hospitable. Chicago's yeah. a little more like uh, in your face. <laughs> so, what has it been like trying to collaborate and work with people here in Chicago and get those kind of dynamics going? Being a an entrepreneur and a creative right. at heart. Because you've also worked in New York too. Yes. So you've had yeah. like different environments. That's the thing. Chicago is actually closer to the South to me because people are actually from 
Memphis and Mississippi. It's so many people that have more family in Mississippi and Memphis mm-hmm. than than I do. Yes, Illinois so, is country. Yeah, it's, I always it's very, the country. Yes, it's the country. I feel very I much at home. Yes, <laughs> I agree. It's the country. Yeah, but it's it's. I've I've had so many different collaborations in Chicago, and people are very very open to mm. doing it. And I think that that's why you see the success of so many Chicagoans, Barack Obama, Michelle, people, Oprah, you've seen people flourish here. They might not be from here, but they have had and launched their careers in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's not by, you know, not design. Like Mm -hmm. the people here are very opening and welcoming as long as you, you know, work hard for it. Mm -hmm. I think that you can really build um, in Chicago and there's really no reason to leave. Yeah, it's Come really on. no re- we we it's here. Mm-hmm. Why leave? You a know? lot of people do leave though. Most they do. people they do. leave. I feel like people come, like that are from Chicago kind of start if they're doing something they'll start here and then they dip out because they think that it's whatever's out there isn't here mm-hmm. yeah. and that's why if everyone leaves it's not going to be here. It's you not. Have to stay. <laughs> I think about that quite often because Chicago compared to other major cities, it seems like. Chicago's not really in the running. It's to forgotten be a lot. About. I don't understand. Yeah. When it comes to like major cities, like it's forgotten a lot. I don't. It's a world class city, you know. I mean, and, and not just like oh, I just love it. But when you think about like the DNC is going to be here, there's real events like people like Netflix is shooting stuff every day. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. feel like why not? Um, and I think it's really up to us to kind of be the leaders and like think, have that renaissance era. I yeah. think that, that that's definitely possible. And I think with that can come the shift that people people's perspective on Chicago. Because I will say there's definitely a false perspective of what Chicago actually is and what it looks like. Yeah, we got to change the, the outlook I on, agree. on Chicago. Yeah. I think it's possible. It if is, people stay. If people stay. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. people stay and if they want to work together. And it's always so inspiring for me because even when we had Abana on she talked about how Chicago was so it's so welcoming and people are wanting to collaborate and I feel like being from here you kind of get like blinders on and you don't necessarily realize that people are open to working together and whatnot and I think that with the podcast I've realized like people are so much more open to working together than what I realize like you hear certain names of certain people and you almost get a like a defeating type of mindset like oh that person's not going to want to work with me yeah. like and all of that but this has kind of opened my eyes to see like no people are more willing to work together than for what sure. you think for yeah. sure and there's no reason not to it's mm-hmm. like yeah you're we can share audiences we can share you know we have like I'm multi-passionate yeah and so it's like I love that whatever you have mm-hmm. I can give you know mm-hmm. vice versa and I feel like we all just realize that we have the power to come together with all the resources that we mm-hmm. need then guess what we don't have to leave to find more resources yeah, or whatever so and it's enough for everybody I think a lot of times Chicago feels like there's it's only competition. so much like it's, it's no it's, it's not it's so much out here yeah. we just it's just the rooms yeah you know and being able to open yourself to more rooms and more you know, spaces that you might not be as comfortable in. Yeah. You know, getting out of that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I just moved here, what, the three years ago? Mm-hmm. Have you seen a difference or a shift in just the landscape of collaboration since you, because you've been here for 12 years now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a shift since you've been here or has it stayed pretty stagnant? I honestly, from the 
beginning, I felt like it's been a very collaborative city. Yeah. Mm. And I, especially with the entrepreneurial scene and, and, you know, women, I think that it is about mindset. Yeah. Whatever you think is here, it's going to be reflective of what you think. Yeah. You know, you're mirroring whoever you meet. That's why I know we're, we're supposed to meet because y'all remind me so much of me and, yeah. and vice versa, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's like just having the lens that there are people that want to mm-hmm. and you just have to ask. Yeah. That is the part. The it's closed really mouths just don't get fed. Closed mouths really closed don't. Mouths don't <laughs> it's it's really as simple as that. And I think that that even outside of collaboration is like the key. It's like if mm-hmm. you don't ask for it, you're not gonna get it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And and um I throughout my life I've just been I don't know what audacity <laughs> <laughs> was within me, but I'm like, shit, I'm just gonna ask. Right. They say no, then. Then they say hey. no. No harm, so, no yeah. That's no, Look, no growing up, that's something that my dad always told me, too. Like, the worst they could do is say no, and then you're in the same position that right. you were already in. Right. And it's, I think that now that I'm getting older, I feel that type of audacity that yes, you talk it's about, where it's just like, okay, and then if they say no, then it's no. But yeah. what if they say yes? And it's just that that taking a chance. Yes. Of and putting yourself ripples, in a position. Ripples, yeah. ripples, ripples. And then by the time you look up, you have everybody coming at you. Yeah. Because they saw what you did with them. And that's exactly, you know, I feel like the story of my life is like, I'll do one thing and then use it as a case study. Mm. Yeah. Put it out, you know, and then someone, it might spark someone else. Yeah. Like, this is my first collaboration bag with Mr. Suitable, Black Tux, oh, wow. which is Derek's company. Yeah. And I'm, I've always had this idea to do these collaborations with bags, but, you know, I'm like, you're my husband, let's do the first one. Yeah. But then with you guys, I have something to show you, mm-hmm. you know, so, and other people. So it's always just starting, start, you yeah. know. So where did that concept come from? Because that's a really original idea that I don't, personally think I've seen a lot but yeah, yeah like collaboration to create a product specialty blends and mm-hmm. things that represent st- your company and then still the people that you're collaborating with yeah I mean for us it really started as like how can we raise awareness for something that we care about mm-hmm. and give back so 10% of that back goes back to nonprofits um, around mental health and men black men I love that. so it's like if I do it by myself only a portion I would only be able to sell mm. a smaller amount of bags so mm-hmm. it's like how can we make, make this thing bigger how can we grow it make it more accessible yeah. and it's with other people you can't do it by yourself right. Okay. Right. you know so that's how it starts I, I love like that it. Asia asked a really good question um, about how it is that you have been able to gain trust in others to be able to open yourself up to collaboration because people can let you down, people can do things that make you feel like, I'll never work with somebody again, so how do you overcome that fear and that feeling of mistrust, or is that the word, mistrust? Um, Mm -hmm. To be able to work with people to do these amazing kind of things like collaborations. Yes, that's an excellent question because I've had a lot of burns Mm-hmm. You know, and them burns can get you to a point where you you don't want to work with anybody else, yeah. and you feel like, you know, just scared to mm-hmm. put yourself out there. And you know, that was one of the hard lessons that I had to learn when I first started. It was a my first first business where I hired somebody, told them my idea, paid them, and they ran away with my money. Oh God, um, oh, wow. that's terrifying. And but it the best lessons. The best lessons are bought lessons. Mm -hmm. I've always said that it's like, yes, I never do that again. 
Um, but it showed me about the due diligence process mm. that like, okay, when I do collaborate with people, one, who are they? Yeah. You know, who, who, re- who, th- when we first met, our, we, we, we were vibing so hard. Yes. It was like immediately, I don't, all the paperwork, I don't even have to do that yes. because you know when you meet a good person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like your gut tells you. That discernment. That yes. discernment. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the, the, the number one thing. And then going back and checking my ego. Mm-hmm. I'm always checking my ego, whether that be on the flip side of it, my ego being like, am I insecure Mm. or am I the other side where it's like, I'm looking down at somebody Mm. like, no, we're, we're all human. Yeah. So with that, it's like, how can we collaborate in a way that both of us wins? Mm. And that's what the part where sometimes people like get scared. Like I want my logo first. I want my, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's where it's like, okay, how can we both do this in yeah. a way that's equal and it, and everybody can win? You can sell this wherever you want to sell it. I'll sell it. We'll we'll split this in half and and everybody feels like they've contributed and no one's lost. In yeah. true collaboration. It's it's truly a collaboration versus like, well, I have more followers than you, so I deserve this or mm-hmm. I deserve you know I made it, so I'm I deserve eighty percent. You know yeah. that's when people do a lot, and I I have seen that it's like let's just start at an even playing field with collaborations and know that we're coming here because we both bring something to the table Mm. of equal value and we both want to gain equal impact out of this too so if we all align with that we should be good yes and and then you know at the end of the day yeah contracts still do need to be in place mm-hmm. <laughs> like let's not get it let's let's for protection yeah. protection and, the, and for clarity yeah it's like yeah when so and so happens this is what we will do it's yeah. it and yeah you want to trust people but it's at the end of the day when you also are selling something yeah you just want to be clear like what that looks like yeah. so i'm not telling nobody just go off of guts and instinct like yep. everything matters you yeah. know both sides you yeah. still have to be practical and logical Logical and yeah. make sure that things are clear. Yeah. Because you, then you leave room, you you don't leave room for error. Yeah. Exactly. When it's no clear. No gray area. Yeah. You yeah. don't like gray. So where does this desire, though, for collaboration come from? Because not everybody has that in them. People, A lot of people are out for themselves. They're like, no, me, me, me. And I think that that's what sometimes can make collaboration scary, like what you said, because you were talking about how, like, the ego has to be removed mm-hmm. and people have to just you know, go into it on equal common ground. So where does that desire come from for you that you even after being burned that you've decided to push forward and make a collaboration really like a pillar of your business and who you are and what you do? Yes, I I just, I believe that when two come together mm-hmm. that big things can happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I just really, I've always thought that bigger things could happen when more than one person come together. I don't mm-hmm. know where it came from. Maybe it really it is. is, like... In a way, it is, yeah. You, you said... Yes, it, yes, it is. Yes, when two come together. When, when two or more agree, it is so. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is really, like, the crux of it. And I knew, I know that I can't do everything alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the ideas for a product is to be able to get it in front of as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. A, a good product that's going to be, um, have that impact that I'm looking for. Yeah. So if I only know a thousand people and you know a thousand people we mm-hmm. have two thousand people so it's always been like okay how do i make this bigger yeah um and it's it's the output of it not 
making me bigger, but how can I get this in front of more people? Which mm-hmm. is why it's like, yes, Target is the strategy. Why? Because most people are at Target. Yes. Um, and they need to get this bomb coffee. Right. So, you know, it's oh, just the heart coffee. of it all has to be the output and the contribution that you're giving is is half of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's just a it's something that's in me and I feel like especially as black women, we need to do more of that instead of going down journeys alone and then having to quit or not be sustainable because we can't eventually it's just going to get to a point because it's not sustainable it's It's just not you need community or some form of collaboration as you 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 plan to grow like Yeah. yeah if you plan to grow there's no way there's nobody that has grown and made it bigger and bigger that just does it alone and this is the secret to you know some of the most successful people in the world when you think about the biggest collaborations Mm -hmm. like yes they're with adidas and or you know whoever Mm -hmm. it, it, it they're coming together even these billion dollar companies so let's take what already works you know let's not reinvent the wheel but do it in a smaller scale yeah and i think that if a lot of especially black women businesses did this together and brought our resources together because the the biggest issue with black women is the lack of the access to resources man and so right there it's the biggest thing and we know this it's it's there's research around this and so it's like now that we know it's no sense in complaining about it mm. and feeling like feeling down about it it's like no but you you do have the resources right at your fingertips yeah it's being able to exchange the resources right and exchange, I, you know still, like what we talked about earlier i think a lot of black people black women black men everybody's in this still in that competition mindset where it's like me over you. Like it's yeah. a scarcity. Yeah, thing. it's yeah. it's the scarcity mindset for yeah. real. And it's like once we as a people get over that and we realize that we're powerful together, I think a lot of a lot more things can bud and yeah. grow and like we're so develop. much better together. Yeah, so much. Like just even like what you talked about, look at what happened like out of such a terrible situation that your business was able to flourish and grow because black people decided to band together they decided that they were going to shop only black owned businesses they poured into their own communities and it changed the scope of everything like and what happens when you do that is then those business owners pour into the community hire more employees get more space give back more and so you know the challenge to consumers right now is to keep that energy yeah Mm -hmm. you know that was 2020 it's 2023 Mm -hmm. now and so it 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 was older you know in the back of our mind and so if we can continue to use our collective power together instead of like kind of letting it dwindle down Mm -hmm. then more of us can become the you know Tyler Perry's of the world yeah. and own our own networks. I mean, that's how big it could really be yeah. if we just decide to keep it up. You yeah, know? it's a decision. Yeah, it is. At the end of the day, it's a decision. A collective the, one, look, right? Because the days when you down and out and all that other stuff, like it's a decision to just push through and just yeah. do it until you get to until it's done. Yeah. yeah, and then you're like, wow, look at everything I did. Yep. Okay, we this did. this is a really great conversation, but before we go, I really want to give you the opportunity to share if there's anything else that's like coming up, exciting things that you have going on that you want people to know about. Yes, 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 yes. Well, there's a few things. Um, one, 
I am coming up with a new podcast. It's Woo-hoo. called Super Bloom. Yay. It's coming out this fall. I'm That's so such excited. a cool name. I love that. I do like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's about the power of our collective community coming together. It's literally uh, this topic, and I'm I so excited that. about that. Um, and then just urging people to, you know, purchase online, Target.com, um, QVC. We're everywhere. We're opening up a new location at UIC's campus in August. So oh, I love that. I'm just so blessed and um, excited that we have the support. Yeah. That you know that intentional support too. So yeah. I just I'm thankful. Well, congratulations, because that is amazing. Thank so you. I'm super excited to be able to see you shine. And like rightfully so, you deserve your coffee is amazing. It is good. If you all have good been coffee. listening for a while, like a while back at the beginning, we actually did a kind of like a collaboration. Wasn't episode. it our first one? Yes. yes I remember that. <laughs> yes. And we had Chris's coffee on the Shout podcast. Out to Asia. Yes. Oh my God, it is full circle. It because is this is a one right after year. Yes. yes. That is yes. that's amazing awesome. i love that yeah you've been down to collab from the very beginning Look, y'all already know oh i'm I love so that. proud of you all too Aww. thank you this is awesome it's gonna be many many more years yes keep going yeah we need this we need y'all look we gonna do it we gonna power through right but where can people <laughs> find you at so that they can keep up with you and keep up with what you're doing yeah you can find us at chicagofrenchpress.com mm-hmm. and um i'm chris d christian on instagram and in all the platforms love it and then as always you can find us on youtube if you want to watch us sit here and talk to chris you can find us at fill in the blank podcast on tiktok we are fill in the blank pod on instagram is fill in the blank underscore and then you can follow me on instagram and and threads at as told by dot cast okay. i changed yes. it because of the fact that i'm trying to separate my business life from my personal life and so uh, everybody call her cast now yes yeah, so that's I'm, her new name i'm trying to go with cast instead of kayla <laughs> because people gonna know me as kayla at work anyways ayana they can find you at at ayana.amore we love you guys thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time